Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. Hey, here it is, uh, another edition of Inside Today's Country, and it's always a great chance when we catch up with this fellow who's been on the podcast before. It is my buddy Tim Hicks, who is uh, hanging out in his basement with his Republican webcam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's maybe I can do it, actually. Let's see. Can, I, I can you go you. orange again? Because that was really, that was hilarious. It's, like, it, you know, it, it defaults to this thing right here. Like, when I turn it on, it looks like this. Oh, my. So and it's re- and you're like, really... You're really orange now. Glow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, click, you click one thing and you're back oh to normal. Oh my God, that's there hilarious. Go. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for changing that because it just didn't look right at all. It was weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How are things in uh, in St. Catharines? Uh, we were just talking. Uh, your daughter is uh, is having her uh, another birthday under right. under quarantine. Like a yeah. lot of like a lot of Canadians are. Uh, yes. It's hard to believe it's almost been a year since this is all happening. Uh, yeah. How old How old is your daughter? She's turning eight. Yeah. Oh, so we this were, is uh, impactful to her. I think so. I mean, th- that my heart breaks for the kids. I mean, as adults, you know, we can go, listen, this is what we got to do. And, and and my kids have been nothing but cool about the whole thing, even since, I mean, for the last year, they've been really understanding and patient. And yeah. you know, as, as you know, I was putting her, tucking her in the other night, she says, you know, she had asked me a few weeks back, hey, daddy, do you think? you know, everyone in Canada will have a vaccine by the time my birthday comes. And right. I said, I don't know, honey, I don't, I don't think that's, you know, going to happen. And then the other night she, I was tucking her in, she said, well, daddy, do you think maybe everyone in St. Catharines will have a vaccine by the time my birthday comes? And I, said, I don't think so, honey. It's just, uh, it's my heart breaks for her. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to make it as special as possible, but yeah, um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And she's like, she's cool and she'll be fine. And they're resilient kids, but it mm-hmm. is uh, heartbreaking as a parent, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, and, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's, everybody said that, that uh, you know, we really should get a reset from last year. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, just wipe that all off, start again, kind of thing. So I feel like that, man. I had so much momentum going <laughs> in, and then it's like the whole the rug got pulled out. You oh, know, yeah. I was like about to do my world tour. Like I was on, I was in Europe. I had just finished playing an awesome show in Amsterdam and Berlin, and you know, I was I literally the night before I was supposed to play the O2 Arena in London. Oh my god. Uh, we got the call, uh, you know, the gigs canceled and we're yeah. all going home. And uh, I had a number one in Australia that we were about to fly there and play. And it's like that got wiped off the, you know, it's just, yeah. Hey, wait, but, but the, the, the thing that I took comfort in mm-hmm. was that it was knowing that it wasn't just me. Like it wasn't, yeah. you know, cause as a performer, you know, as a solo performer, you sort of live in a little bubble, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, when things don't go well on the road, like for instance, if you, if you have a show that sells a little light, mm-hmm. you feel terrible, mm-hmm. like just as a person. And, and so having a tour canceled, it really messed with my brain for a, for a long time. But as I came out of it, I realized like, no, this is every single touring mm-hmm. act in the world mm-hmm. had to turn around and go home, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that included myself and my guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. We'll get back at it as soon as it's safe. Yeah. I have no other skill set, so I don't know what else I would do. You know? <laughs> well, that's kind of like me. I mean, I'm sitting here in my home studio because, I mean, it's it's the way the world is now, right? Yeah, you uh, and me both. 
Yeah, yeah we, uh, I, I know, like, do you, do you do anything else? No, I like doing what I do. Um, yeah. and, but it's, uh, you know, working from home is, is, is become the norm, quote unquote yeah. norm, right? Uh, yeah. What have you heard uh, in the music industry? Is there, is there, I know I was talking to, uh, to your rep the other day, uh, Amber, a uh, great lady, but what are we hearing in the, the buzz of the music world? When do, yeah, when do we kind of think that things might get back? I I don't know completely, but what I will tell you is that if you had, if we had done this a few weeks ago, I, I would have said the creepy thing is no one's saying anything. Oh, uh, okay. And that was weird, but okay. you know now there's been a few uh, you know phone calls about what might happen this summer, and I I think I think t- to some extent it's going to be a lot like last summer. We'll wind up with a handful of dates, maybe some acoustic gigs where we play mm-hmm. in you know behind the sneeze guard, right? Thing, yeah. Or drive-in shows or something like that, but. I think that touring, my, my gut is telling me that touring will return back to semi-normal come 2022. And there's really okay. nothing to do about that. Like, it's just going to take, you know, if, if JT is telling everybody that's going to take till September to get everyone in Canada vaccinated or anybody who wants a vaccine, yeah. um, it's going to take months after that for people's confidence levels to, to come back up to where they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then and then you have the, the quagmire of every single touring band in the world. Mm-hmm. Getting out of the road because everybody's just waiting to go, right? Everybody is good. so you're gonna have every act. It's gonna be like contract. this convoy of yeah, exactly. Of so every, and rings. Gonna sell, yeah, everyone's gonna sell six tickets. Yeah, and uh, you know no, it won't be like that. But I, yeah. you know, I think that there'll be a hunger for live music for entertainment, and people will want to get back to concerts. But it will take a little while for people to go to for that. The, not not so much the fear, but just the weirdness of mm-hmm. you know how it feels when you come out of lockdown and you go inside a store for the first time and you're like, wow, this is weird. My wife had somebody the other day uh, who went into her store. Uh, it was the first time that they had been in the mall since yeah. November. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, that's and that's that's part of our reality now is that people yeah. just don't do it. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you in, on one hand, the amount of times that I have been in a grocery store since January, mm. and it's probably three times. Yeah. See, I, I took on the role of like, I, I literally came home from my, from my world tour and became a stay at home dad instantly. Yeah. So I took on the role of grocery shopper. So I'm, yeah. I'm the one that goes out. So I go once a week mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, during the summer, things sort of got a lot pretty good. Like we were down to 11 active cases in the, in the Niagara region, which is yeah. where I live. Right. Yeah. So things were good. And we were outside a lot and, you know, mm-hmm. we went beach a lot and we spent uh, quite a bit of time camping yeah uh, so i'm looking forward to that that kind of uh vibe again this summer and yeah. hopefully feel a little bit more normal you know there you go uh you have a brand new single out which i i was just reading out a little bit about which i think is fun uh we'll get you to announce the the title of it it is the good the bad and the pretty is um a bar song in a way absolutely and, and i'll tell you so this song got written at the ccma songwriters camp uh-huh. uh, imagine this so there was a a group of so ccma and socan got together and they funded this whole thing and they, we went up to this resort in muskoka which is in northern ontario mm-hmm. locked ourselves away for a week it was a group of producers a group of songwriters and a group of artists and the idea was that you know throughout the week everybody would work with everybody and we'd all write a song 
and you had to write a song, demo it, and play it for everybody that night. So it was like a mad dash to get, you know, the best material you could. And I had the title in my pocket, um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, like the old Clint Wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that'd make a great country song. And, you know, I come from the live music background. I don't know how much we've talked about Mm -hmm. it, but, uh, you know, 18 years playing on the road, five nights a week. Um, And I, in a lot of small towns, there would be only one venue that would have live music. And so you'd see and meet a mishmash of people from professionals to farmers to young people to families having meals in the corner to, you know, like. Just all kinds of folks. And and some of, some of those people I met in those rooms are still my very good friends to this day. So I kind of wanted That's to cool. Pitch, yeah, to those people and to those venues that, you know, helped me keep my lights on all those years. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so I'm writing with Derek Rattan and Derek Hoffman. And, and Rattan, I can see him mulling over the title. I'm like, what's up? Like, I don't know, man. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's kind of a weird <laughs> word to sing. Like, ugly, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I said, well, I don't know, Derek. What do you want to call it? The good, the bad, and the pretty? Like as a joke, and he goes, oh, "Yes, that. <laughs> that's awesome." I said, what you, I said, "That's not even a thing." He goes, yeah. "It will be. Let's write it like that kind of thing." You know, okay. you know when, when when Rattan speaks, you got to listen, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. So wildly talented, such yeah. a great songwriter. So you know, I took a page from his book, and and uh, uh, we we rewrote it to be the good, the bad, the pretty, and you know, you wind up with a real fun song that's you know talking about all these venues. That uh, that I played all those all those years. What's one of the one venue that that stood out for you from back in the years? I mean, as you say, you've been on the road for eighteen years playing these live venues. There has to be at least one or two places that stood out to you, and you're just like, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's 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 a handful of them I can name some. So for instance, there's this little tiny town in Ontario called Acton, and uh, they have like two bars. One of them has live entertainment, uh, and it was a place called Tanners because they have a tannery there. And I played there once a month, if not more, for mm. 10 years. I knew everyone that went there. My wife knew everyone that went there. Uh, it would be a great hang and a great party. And uh, it was just such a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. I think there was also a place in Brantford, Ontario, called the Liquid Lounge that I played every Tuesday for, you know, 10, 15 years or something like that. Like wow. So, you know, it'd be like me and six hard regulars, you know? like, yeah. And that's how yeah. I learned how to how to handle hecklers. Cause those guys would just put me through the ringer, you know, and, and I learned to yell back. Mm-hmm. So they, they would be yelling at me. And that one day I was like, I have had enough of this. I started yelling back. And then of course we all became close friends because <laughs> they, <laughs> they loved that. I would just like, I would lip off back to them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they, it was venues like that, like Grace O'Malley's downtown Toronto. We, mm-hmm. you know, my boys and I played there. We were the house band there for years you know, before we had a record deal. And yeah. uh, I still, still think about those places and we still drop by those places if we're near and we can stop in for a meal or a pint. Yeah. Uh, go in. Of course, no one I know works there anymore. Uh, save the Acton place at Tanner's. It's all the same, which oh. I love. And, and do you have, do they, when you go in, do they let you get back on stage? The, they would in a second, they would let me, I never yeah. bring a guitar with me. Cause that's just trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be there all night long. I would be there all night. It would yeah. be like, you know, because I don't remember half those songs. I mean, there was a point in my career where I probably knew 400 songs. Yeah. But it's much like a language. Like, if you're not using it, you it just kind of, kind of disappears, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'd be, I would almost, like, I would need to rehearse if I was going to do a cover gig again. That's wild. I, I like in the background, uh, somebody's obviously vacuuming in your house right now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it could be my wife. It could be my father-in-law. I'm not sure. If some, someone's well, at doing least something. the house is being clean. My apologies. My apologies. Oh, no, don't. I, I, it's part of the whole part of the, uh, the, the, that, this whole thing. It's, you know, it's, real, life right it's real life living at home and, and nice to know the house is being vacuumed. Well, Hey, listen, 
the best part about it is where I'm sitting is where the water line comes down. So like, and I cut, you know, all my demos right here on this microphone. So I'll just turn and sing. But if someone flushes the toilet, it's on my track. <laughs> if you isolate like <laughs> vocals on my, or like someone's running a bath, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I did that one night I was doing a live stream all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the, you know, it sounds like a thunderstorm is happening, you know, because the, the water is like right here. Right. So anyway, that's, that's real life. folks. See, and I, and I I purposely did not put my studio in the basement because I had exactly the same issue that the toilet line was like right above me. And and I don't know what it was, but it was like that thought of the bathtub would leak. Yeah. Or the, you know, the sewer line would leak and you're sitting right there. And you're like, ah, right there, yeah. Well, funnily enough, we're actually uh, doing a major reno in my home. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have a real studio with real windows, not in the basement. Nice. Uh, probably by Christmas. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Speaking of exciting things, you're working on a new album. Yeah. So I'm in the throes of writing right now. I've been writing a ton over Zoom, which has been great because I don't have to leave my home. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we started with this thing with the Rec this EP and with Rec prior to of just putting out a little bit of music at, at uh, you know, more putting out a little bit of music more often instead right. of like, you know, putting all our eggs into 12 songs and touring that for tw for, for two years. Right. Um, you know, just allows me to stay creative and stay, you know, kind of like flow with it. If, if I, if I write a good song, you know, for instance, if I write something great today, mm -hmm. I can cut it and uh, put it out on the next thing. So I'm in the middle of writing and hopefully have something to release. Mm, I, I would say probably by the end of the summer, but uh, that being said, I got a few tricks up my sleeve. So I think you're going to, you're going to oh. hear something sooner than later. Excellent. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, advice you were giving uh, to younger artists that are coming up. Uh, I know we've asked you this, probably asked you this question before, but it's always good to go back to because there yeah. are so many young artists that are, are trying to cut their teeth through into the Canadian music world, uh, into yeah. the country music world. And uh, what's, uh, what's your big piece of advice for these but, young folks? Uh, this, this hasn't changed for me. And, and, but let me preface this by saying that what I'm about to say would be tough to do in a pandemic, but we're not always going to be in a pandemic. No. So, Right. Here's what I say to that. I just I wrote with a producer yesterday. He was telling me he was working with another artist and they were explaining how difficult it is for them to blow up virally on TikTok. I then proceeded to bang my head into my desk 15 <laughs> times in a row. I'll tell you why that is. Not that TikTok and social media is not valuable because it no, is. It's it is totally valuable. valuable. Yep. But what's more valuable uh -huh. is getting out and doing it. So go out and get a gig for God's sakes. Play in your grandmother's backyard, mm -hmm. stand on a street corner, mm -hmm. go to an open mic night, mm -hmm. get a gig someplace because this experience you will have performing in front of people will far outweigh mm -hmm. singing in your bedroom for TikTok. It just will. Trust me. Because if, if you are lucky enough to have a viral hit happen, yep. you will be ready to handle what is about to come. And, and I'll tell you, so and this, this, this came full circle, full circle for me. A few years back, we were playing the Saddle Dome in Calgary with Luke Bryan, yeah. and it was sold out, ten thousand people, wild. And I and we we were opening with Get By in those days, and I, uh, I you know, I like to drink, she likes to smoke, and as soon as I said that, my microphone stopped working. Oh no! So, you know, I just rolled my eyes, looked at my guitar player, and walked over to his mic and sang the song. Well, a fury of roadies and tech guys yeah, yeah. trying to figure out on my mic, and then after the show. Like, I didn't think twice about it. After the show, people were so impressed on social media uh, of how of how we handled it. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, he handled it so well. It's like, handle it so well. That's what you're supposed to do as a performer. Exactly. But you, 
But you don't, you wouldn't know that if you've never done a gig. Yeah. So if you're a young artist and you don't have that experience, that's a situation where you might melt down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and it could be disastrous, mm -hmm. but because we had all those years of experience as a band going out in the trenches and really pounding it out, mm -hmm. you know, that was probably the 10,000th time that my microphone stopped working. So I knew yep. exactly what to do. Yep. And you wouldn't know that if you didn't go out and do it. So, so to make a long story over, uh, my advice uh, for, for young artists is please hone your craft, yeah. go out and get good at playing in front of people, worry less about your Instagram pictures and your TikTok um, uh, time and, uh, and worry more about getting comfortable in front of people performing because mm -hmm. that's what performers do. You know, right? I, was I was, I totally hundred percent agree with you. I was talking to an artist uh, a couple of weeks ago was on the podcast and she's in uh, Victoria, BC and she was busking for a few years. I love that. Right. And, and oh. not even didn't like, then eventually got a busking license, but she, she basically was standing on the street's corner performing just to get yep. the vibe for, for it. And I think that's, that is the first time I've actually heard that, that advice and that is valuable information. Yeah, it sure is. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know, you know, everybody's path is different. So th yep. that's another thing. It's like, you have to, I don't look upon, you know, my peers and judge them of whether or not they had the same experience as I did. I mean, everybody has different experience and you will gain experience in time mm -hmm. if you're given the opportunity, mm -hmm. but you have to make those experiences for yourself when no one's handing them to you. you, yeah. you know? So I, I just think that that's, it's, it's becoming uh, a, like kind of a lost art of going out and playing uh, yeah. and, and being comfortable doing that. And, and I guarantee you as an audience member, you might not know the difference overtly, but you sure will. There's something about a seasoned performer that you, you watch a show and go, wow, that was there. There's something about that mm. entertainment, you know, yeah. that's different than the, than the one that, you know, got a record deal on a Thursday and they handed a set of in-ear monitors to on a Friday and said, you're a rock star now go out there and do yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a, well, and, and, and have fun and have fun with it for the, for the 15 minutes of fame that it will last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. And we're not, and we're not saying that that's going to happen to anybody, but the fact that that is kind of what could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, the, it's the entertainment business. I, I go through that every time we release a single. I'm like, is is it over? <laughs> Do we? Have, are people still interested? I just sent an email to my my manager this morning. I was like, how's the new tune doing? Is it doing okay? I haven't heard much, you know. But that's also yeah. too because I'm not I'm not looking you know, like I once was. Like right. The, the, so there you're not, you're not, you're not pining over the, the data every day, watching the, no, stre the streams no, yeah. or the hits and stuff like that. You can't, you can't. It, it will mess with your mental health. Mm -hmm. And they told me that out of the gate in 2013. Um, but I ignored them mm -hmm. and spent the next, you know, two and a half years, like scouring media base for <laughs> chart numbers and things like that. And after a while you go, listen, I don't, I don't need that in my life anymore. Like I'm going to put out what I think is my best song or what I, what I want to say in that moment. And hopefully people are still interested enough to come along for the ride, you know? Yeah. Well, the new song is doing very well. We're very happy to be playing it for you. And I love the vibe of it. I love the energy of it because it's, it, it's, we're, we're, you know, jumping into spring here now and we need some, something to give us a little bit of a hoof to uh, get us yeah. through the next, the next run. Really. Yeah. That's why I figured yeah, a little bit of escapism, you know what I mean? It's because it's, it definitely puts you in that, in that little bar mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, with all those people around you mm -hmm. and, uh, and hopefully people will see the value in that. And, and I, like, I was surprised about no truck song, to be honest, at, at how it resonated with people. Cause I thought like, we literally wrote that song in, a, in an hour and a half. <laughs> we laughed the entire time and then hit the bar for pizza and wings after. Yep. And, and, uh, and then just the, I, and my, you know, when my team picked it as a single, I thought, oh, you guys are crazy, but it, you know, it resonated with people at a time that was so dark, 
mm-hmm. and sad. And then here's this silly song, you know, not yeah. about trucks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what goes number one and goes gold all in the same week. Like it was just so wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Your favorite song to, uh, to crank out when you're not playing your stuff, your favorite song to crank out. Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. So, <laughs> okay. So every year, when I get, this is so bizarre to me. So I get the, uh, the, like, the, you know, when Spotify sends you your yeah, yeah. played or whatever yeah, yeah, from, from the year past. Right. Yep. My number one group is always the Rolling Stones. I don't know why that is. Like, I like the Stones. I yeah. wouldn't say that they're my favorite, but I get, for some reason, I guess, uh, when I'm playing cards or if I'm cooking in the, in the kitchen, I'll just throw on like exile on main street as background noise and, and rock out. So I guess, I guess kind of classic rock. Mm-hmm. is kind of where I come from, but I like, my tendency is to, is towards like, um, sort of country rock, like, like mm-hmm. the Allman brothers mm-hmm. or the band or, uh, Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. or like, like the er, like early 70s stones is very heavily influenced by country and Western, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. so I would say that those are my favorite things to crank out. There you go. Uh, Tim, where do people find you on social media? Yeah. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram at Tim Hicks music on both of those. And I think it's Tim Hicks official on Facebook. Check for the verified check little, mark, please. Check marky thingy. So yeah, it's actually, yeah, yeah. it's actually. Are you not on TikTok then? Eh? Well, I I probably am. Someone has put me on TikTok somewhere. You'll see. I listen. I've been asking them. I said, how how do you guys need to tell me how does a forty one year old man in tight jeans uh, use TikTok? Like you just just point to okay, me. Man. How does a fifty year old man in tight jeans right. and a sweatshirt use TikTok? <laughs> I have no idea. That's how. That's how I feel. I feel. Uh, you know. I felt like, you know, early in my career, I felt so in command of like the social media thing. Like when Twitter was the thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got this, like yeah. I was Twitter, you know, and then, you know, t- now Twitter's like, that's for old men, you know? Yeah, I know. I feel so old now. <laughs> yeah. I really got to tweet more. Uh, Tim Hicks, always great chatting with you, my friend. Have a fantastic day. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Say hi to everyone out there for me. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.